Business. And one of the things we said as we look at Genesis chapter um, number two was the fact that when God created man and put him in the Garden of Eden, God uh, asked man to walk. But even though God asked man to walk in the Garden of Eden, the same God said, it is not good for man to be alone. And we established the fact that one man, all by himself, all of himself, cannot do great things. Because every man need other men. Come on, say every man need other men. Say one more time, every man need other men. And we also established that the fact that God said it's not good for man to be alone and then he gave him a helpmate and a woman does not necessarily mean only marriage. You know, the primary reason why God brought Eve is not only just for um, Adam to have a, a, a woman to sleep with, but to be able to have somebody to work with. That they can achieve the purpose and the agenda of God. So there is more to having a woman in the garden. God was not just giving um, somebody that would give emotional balance, even though that is there. But much more than that, God was looking for somebody who is going to be with Adam to perform the work, the task that Abraham has to carry out. And you will see that very clearly from um, the story of our Lord Jesus Christ. He came and the Bible says, We the church are the, is the wife, the church is the wife of Jesus. And you will find that, that what makes us useful to Jesus is how much we can partner with him to make his will be done on earth. Is somebody with me at all now? Okay, good. So it becomes necessary that we must know how to manage our relationships in our businesses, in our different careers. Because as you go through the journey of life, you are going to have to meet people. There are all kinds of relationships you are going to be forming in your business and career uh, path. For example... At one point or the other, you probably will be an employer. So you might be a, a superior. And then you have to relate with those who are under you. At another point, you might be a customer. You are relating with people you are buying for. Or people that are selling to you. At another point, you might be a, a junior. You might be a junior staff. You know, some time ago, I think I was sharing with you some time ago that um, I have an uncle who was um, a technical expert. And because he was the best in his field, in, in the company that he was, he thought he could misbehave. And for that reason, he was talking to his bosses anyhow, to the point of even slapping um, two of his bosses. Yes, they would come home, you know, come home and come and beg my father to beg him to return back to work. But over time, they planned his exit. They got some other people to understudy him, and then when they got the skill, they fired him without notice. He died a pauper. So many people have actually ruined their lives because they do not know how to manage relationships in their businesses or in their career. It's on that note that we have called this um, guest to come and be a blessing to us. And I want your heart to be open. Somebody's wondering, oh, why do we have this kind of um, 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 teaching on a Sunday morning? Oh, it's part of Christianity. Sometimes we don't even know that this little, little element are part of Christianity. God said of Basilil, the son of Aria, he said, I have anointed him with wisdom in all kinds of skills, I mean, skillfulness, workmanship, so that he can design what I want him to do. But not only will he walk, the Bible also said he will teach others. He will teach others. There are businessmen in, in church, there are career people in church, and sometimes it's good for us to be able to also have insight on how to do it well wherever we are. And I'm so glad that the person that we have brought this morning to come and share this with us from a Christian perspective is a practitioner, not somebody that will just come and tell us the theory. She has been on the lower ladder and then she's been 
on the higher ladder. And then she's going to be talking to us from the, one of the reasons why I love this woman is that I've heard a little about her. And I love the fact that she's practical. I love, I love people who can be, um, who can have human face and be firm at the same time. You know, there are people who are on the extreme of the either side. They are on, on, some are unduly harsh on every reason just misbehave. They just, you know, they're just very harsh. And some on the other side are, you know, you do something stupid, something silly. Ah, Dukas, I'm warning you. <laughs> there must be a balance. The same Jesus who could rob his disciples' head and, you know, play with them was the same one who looked at Peter one day and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Because if we do not know the balance, we may not be able to do the best that God has in store for us. So that's one of the reasons why I like her. You know, I, I've been so endeared to her since the time as, uh, I knew about her. And I'm so glad that you are here again. You know, I told her from the first time, I said, we are partners in progress henceforth. <laughs> Church, like people who have been trained to celebrate um, honor and just give honor to women. Still, welcome with me, the Corporate Affairs Manager of International Bureaus, Mrs. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we magnify your holy name this morning. Lord God Almighty, we adore you. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are our king and our God. Without you, we are nothing. You are the pillar of our lives. Blessed be your name, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, teach us this morning in Jesus' name. Lord, put your words in my mouth, what you want me to say, to touch the life of your children. Lord, put it in my mouth this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Please let us have our seats. Once again, I don't, I'm not counting it as a right, it's a privilege to be invited by my pastor and mommy this morning to share with you. As I said the other time, I'm not a pastor, but I have a testimony of what God has done in my life, and I want to share with you this morning. The topic is maximizing relationships in career and business. I will start off by saying there is nothing extraordinary about maximizing or managing your relationships in career and in business. The only thing that is extraordinary about it, that is important about it, is God and its principles. You know, a lot of problems in the world today, all around us, is just basically because we human beings 
we refuse to follow the precepts of God. We refuse to obey him in the ways he set out for us to obey him. I will give an example of, you know, all over the world now, you have countries, you have communities that are in war. Why? Because somebody somewhere allowed the devil to use him or her to cause all these problems. So basically, and I think even in all facets of life, be it business world, be it uh, industry, wherever, agriculture, whatever. If you want to move, if you want to progress in wherever you are, whichever world you are, I will say, go back to the basic principles. By the grace of God, when I was in secondary school, I, even university, I tried to understand basic principles. You know, I was very good in mathematics, and I used to tell, I used to tell myself that once I understand the basic principles, there is nowhere, I will say, I used to say it, that there is nowhere the question will come for that I will not be able to answer it. Be it under the, under the ground. In Yoruba, if it's a subject that I like, that I have the natural affinity for, once I get the basic principles. And I believe that is also about life. For Christians, if you understand the basic principles of God, the sky will not be your limit. As our pastor said this morning, you can see from Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 that God is a God of relationships. He created us to interact. When God was going to create the animals, the leaves and things like that, he did not say let us come, let us make man in our own image. The Bible just told us that he created this, he created this, he created that. But when he was going to create man, we believe the Trinity was, they were together, and he said, let us make man in our own image. And if you go through the Bible, and I want to tell you that, once again, I'm not a pastor. My pastor is very good at that. He has already introduced the topic, referring to Bible passages and some stories. So, if you go through the Bible, you will know that God is a God of relationship. Number two important thing that I want us to know is that an individual cannot be totally self-sufficient in the true sense of it. You cannot stand alone. You have to relate with people. God created us to need one another or to depend on one another. We are social creatures. A child needs a mother. 
whether the mother is alive or not at a particular stage in life the baby being dedicated this morning needs somebody to take care of of him or her the mother needs a child at a particular point in life husband needs the wife wife needs the husband business organizations need customers plants grasses they need co2 man needs oxygen from plants and the atmosphere so if you you believe that you you can stand alone you can do everything alone i think is self deception and quickly i want us to look at what we need to maximize our relationships in career and business as i said in my introduction is just abiding by god's principles for life and for relationships and what are the principles some of these principles borders on our character and attitude in maxwell leadership bible it quoted a man called norman schwarzkopf i don't want to break my teeth this morning but if you look at uh, deuteronomy chapter 4 in maxwell leadership bible the quote is there leadership is a potent combination of character and strategy if you must be without one out of the two out of the character and strategy be without strategy that means don't be without character this means that your your character is very 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 important in simple terms the characteristics that make up good healthy working relationship i want to put it in simple terms be good or you can say be nice be polite because i want us to be practical very very practical down to heart be polite or be respectful be appreciative be ready to help another person be diligent be not a cheat or don't cheat another man there are some others that along the line when i start giving some examples you may get them in in professional language now those things you can say you can put it in another form open communication mutual respect mindfulness welcoming diversity and trust i'll call i'll i'll say it again open communication mutual respect mindfulness welcoming diversity trust and some of these things 
you can see is lacking in a lot of our youths nowadays. Even not only youths, even our own generation. I'm also a youth for your information. So some of these are lacking. You know, generally nowadays, there is a tendency because maybe because people don't want to be taken for granted, we overlook being respectful. Maybe because you don't want to be cheated, we become very selfish. We are not ma- we are not mindful of other people's need. We are careless about our character and about our image. Praise the Lord. So I say to develop or to build good relationship or better working relationship in your career, in your business. You need to develop people's skills. There are some skills that you need to develop like communication skills collaboration and conflict resolution and I will give examples as I go along I hope we will be able to keep to time today you know communication you need to understand the basic principles about communication You know, you don't go to an office now. Whether the person on the seat you are talking to or you are meeting for the first time, whether young or old, you should know how to communicate respectfully to that person. You don't get into an office and just say, Good morning. You meet a lot of youth people nowadays, some because of maybe they are shy, or maybe for the mere fact that they don't even know the difference between good communication and bad communication. Some people, we have a lot of people that you find out that they don't know the difference. So the way you communicate with people whether today or tomorrow, whether you've known them for years, matters a lot. You should be ready to communicate nicely, especially when you are meeting somebody for the very first time. And even along the way, if you are rude to somebody, that person may not express it, but that person will form an impression in his or her heart And that impression can can last forever if that person is not a forgiving person. If that person is is not a Christian, that may may just say, okay, maybe 
that person is undergoing a particular stress at that particular point in time. So no matter what you are going through, no matter your anxiety, you should be ready to communicate right. Politely, nicely, with your customers. Even if your customers are saying something that would not fit you. Quickly, let me give you an example. Um, there was an issue in front of International Bureau some years ago. And it was, in fact, this one is bordering on conflict resolution. It was a crisis. An issue that wanted to degenerate into a crisis. So, and a particular government official was reacting negatively. Some of the people working with the truck drivers and things like that, working with international bureaus, caused the problem. While they were doing the, the road, this road, I remember very well, the road when Aregba just came in and they were doing the road. So, there was a crisis between the road workers and some of the truck drivers. And the government official, I don't want to mention the post, was very, very upset. And was talking as if it was beauties that caused the problem. And I, and I had to go there. We started talking. You know, from what was happening, I should also be rude. Because it was an annoying situation for him to think that it is Bury's, International Bureau's fault. So I started talking to him. I said, after greeting, you know, everybody's face was hard. I said, you are supposed to be the father of all. You know, that man, I was meeting him for the first time. And today, to the glory of God, we are friends. From my opening speech, although we did not, we were able to resolve that problem to a level. Later, we had a meeting in his office and the issue was totally resolved favorably on both sides. What am I saying? If I had gone into that situation to just talk anyhow, Today, we may be enemies. Today, you know, along the line, I will call the man. We need so-so thing. We need you to attend to so-so uh, function with us. And if he's in, the, in town, he will attend. You know, if we had handled the relation, the, that issue wrongly, we won't be able to do that. Number two, things to do. Be professional in your dealings. Be good at your duty posts. Know your onions. And invariably that is telling us be diligent. Be diligent about your business, about your work. Know your onions. We have a lot of badly cooked professionals We have a lot of 
so-called professional now that they don't know their onions. They don't know what is right about their job and what is wrong. You know, you need to build yourself up. You need to develop yourself. Whichever area you have. If you are selling coke, if you are selling cake, find out ways that you can do it better. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 22, verse 29, that show me a man diligent in his business, he will stand before kings, not before me men. That means, what does, what does it mean to stand before kings? That means you'll be able to enter anywhere. You'll be able to relate with even the president or the governor. Praise the Lord. It's not, it's not about standing before physical kings. It's about standing in places, in top places. Can you, okay, can you invite, okay, you have a shop. You know, okay, you, are, you need an electrician to do some things for you. You know that one, uh, one electrician is good. Another one is bad. It's not good, so good. Will you invite the bad one? The one that you know, he doesn't know his job. Will you invite him? So that is why I said it's about basic principles that God has laid down for us in the Bible. Number three, identify your relationship needs. And look at your own relationship needs. Do you know what you need from others? Do you know what they need from you? Understanding these needs can be instrumental in building relationships. You know, nowadays, we, a lot of people, are only interested in what they want to get from another person. A lot of youth, old, they are only interested in what they want to get from another person. And it is not really, really bad to know what you need from another person. But if you are going into a relationship or you are in a relationship, can you think of, take a pause, think of what can I offer this person? Is it an advice? Or is it just sharing your experience? Or is it look for an opportunity to offer something in return? You know, nowadays, I'm, I'm humble about it. A lot of people call me, a lot of people come to my office just because of what they want from international bureaus or from me personally. A youth came to my house yesterday 
the the mother worked for me some years ago. The mother did not treat me well. And the youth was saying he needed money for one particular exam or the other. I didn't feel like although it's not that I'm that rich that I would just give out the money without knowing it. I have my own needs. I have my challenges. I have something I'm working on. But to spare 5000 10000 at that particular point in time, if that person has been nice to me or the family has been nice to me, they did not exploit me in the past, I'll just go in and bring, down, bring out that 5000 But I did not. I said, because... I didn't tell him that because of Jesus Christ that if you have something that you can do and that person is in need that you should do it. I said, okay, if you can get that money to, if you can get a loan somewhere, at the end of the month, I will give you 5000 But if it's somebody that... I have, and another thing is that I wasn't too sure this person is coming to me. He's not coming to me because of love. I feel, I felt that he's coming because of exploitation. You know, a lot of people are around, they just want to exploit you. Ah, any lower, eje loba. So you need to identify your own needs and identify the people you are working with your customers, your bosses, people under you. Number two, schedule time to build relationships. Let us schedule time to build relationships. Don't be consumed with yourself alone. Spare a phone call, a text message, a, a 10 minutes, a 20 minutes. In fact, one thing that I ate, that I've come to realize that I don't like. I don't like going to people when I need them alone. I always try, even when the relationship are not, are not, you know, at times, you know, in relationships, you have ups and downs ups and down. There are times that the relationship may not be up. It may be down. Or it may be in between. Spare a text message. Spare a phone call. Shall I How are you? Don't wait till you need that person before going to that person. Praise the Lord. Also focus on your emotional intelligence. You know, emotional intelligence is a subject on its own. And almost all of us, almost every human being should be in that class. 
Emotional intelligence is your ability to recognize your own emotions and clearly understand what they are telling you. High emotional intelligence also helps you to understand the emotions of others and their needs. Some people, they are not sensitive to the emotions of people next to them or people you are talking to. Some are, are sensitive to it. You know, if you are, if if you you are you have high emotional intelligence, you will know when to talk about a particular issue to somebody that you want to relate with. When you ask, you want to ask for favor, you will know when when to ask. When you want to say something, whether positive or negative. You will be, you will be cautious. You will know when to say it and when not to say it. So we should focus, try to build up our emotional intelligence. I will say the next one is appreciate others. Appreciate other people. Don't take people for granted. Don't take people for granted. Appreciate others. Appreciate young. Appreciate old people. Appreciate the people you have around you. Whether your mother, your father, your sister, your uncle, your customers. Don't just take people for granted. Let us be appreciative. Once in a while, pause and imagine that if you don't have somebody if you don't have that person beside you doing whatever lead to even if it's somebody that you are doing something for my children used to joke if I start complaining uh, it's I, like a joke uh, you know a lot of youths will say that ah when you came out do you you know, we should be appreciative of people that God has surrounded our lives with. And also, another thing that can help in relating to people is the need to listen actively. A lot of us, because we are only interested in our need, when people are talking, you don't listen. And in the process, you may lose vital information. In the process, you know, when people are talking, even if not for that moment, you gain. As it's possible, you gain. Even I have a boss. I don't know whether I've, I, ha I have a boss. You can listen. And he used to say some years ago that you can learn even from a madman. You can learn something from a madman. You can learn something from a fool. Maybe if a fool is displaying, you can learn how not to be a fool. So let us try and cultivate the habit of listening. And also, be positive. Don't let us be negative. 
Positivity is attractive and contagious. No one wants to be around someone who is negative all the time. No matter the pressure you are going through. Although, once in a while, generally, we have a low moment. You may have a low moment that maybe things are not going your way. But that doesn't mean you should be negative all the time. Even during your low moments, the Bible tells us that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Let us try and encourage ourselves so that we won't be negative. Because your negativity affects the people around you. It will affect your customers. It will affect your clients. You know, let us try to be positive. The next one is manage your boundaries. And I will zero in in the example that Pastor gave. You know, some of us can be on the extreme side of soft. Some of us can be on the extreme side of being ash. You know, that one also is what I called that you need to manage your boundaries. Set boundaries and be assertive. E.g., don't say because you want to build relationship, you now neglect your work. You know, some people are fond of this. Somebody has given you a job to do in the office. Your boss has given you a, a job to do. You are not doing the job, but you are being nice to the boss. In those days, some people will go to the house of the boss and be washing uh, clothes. They will be washing clothes. But the core job that they will be rated upon, they are not doing it. Life is all about balance. You know, set boundaries. Don't say because I want to be nice to this person you now you now do something that is wrong don't say because I want to be nice you now bend the rules of the office or the rules of the business you know there are times that you want to help people But at the same time, you look at the rules of the business or of the organization that you are working with. The example I can give is that when I was in audit departments in international bureaus, you know, in those days, it's like audits, they used to believe that we we want, we want to catch thieves. But along the line, in um, my my colleagues, my the people I was working with, I used to warn them that if you see somebody that is not following procedure, the procedure of the job of the business, warn that person first time, 
one second time, third time, document it. Because if you don't document it, if somebody else now comes and sees what you are supposed to do, or the correction you are supposed to put in place, and you did not put that in place, both of you will be blamed together. Both of you will be, you'll be, you, they will say, if it's something bad, if it's like a fraud, you know, they will say, you know, the first time that you see somebody boycotting the procedure or not doing something right, you may say it's a mistake. The second time, that person should be, by warning that person, that person should be alert to his or her own responsibilities. But by the third time, ah, any year, that will be the conclusion. It will not be a mistake again. So, you need, one needs to be assertive. Before you can be assertive, that means you need to know the right thing and the and wrong thing. And that was why I said earlier on that we need to know our onions. We need to know what our job or our business what it entails, what we are expected to do, and how we are expected to do it. Praise the Lord. Don't allow fraud. Don't, in the process of being, managing your, in the process of managing your boundaries. In fact, some of these things that, some of these uh, managing your boundaries you can write a book on it. Joyce Meyer used to give examples that if you don't put boundaries, people will trample on you. People will, they will do whatever. And it's not their fault. It is, not, it is you that has not set boundaries. This is how far I can go. I used to tell people, when people come, when organizations, associations, when they come for, to international bureaus, for one sponsorship or help or the other. I say, if I do this thing, if I agree with you, that means I'm not worthy to be on this seat. Because you cannot answer yes to everything people are requesting from you. By you answering yes to some things may push you to doing something against the organization against God, something evil, or may tend towards fraud. Praise the Lord. Avoid gossiping. Avoid gossiping. Gossip are major relationship killers. Gossip are major relationship killers. If there are issues to resolve, Talk to people directly. Don't give room for mistrust and animosity. I will give an example. Some years ago, I, I had a boss. I was reporting to him directly. Then the structure, you know, the, uh, that boss, we, we had a turbulent takeoff in our relationship. Not personal. But because I was in audit and because of what my job responsibility entails, 
I had to be firm in some of my communication to that boss. You know, when you are in, in those days, audit departments, you report directly to the MD and to the board of directors. Some organizations still uh, operate that structure. So, you, there is this privilege of challenging the management, the MD, you can challenge on some decisions and things like that. So, because of my job then, we had a turbulent uh, takeoff. But later, Holy Spirit just helped me that in the course of my job, even if I, ha I have issues with a particular decision that they are taking, I will go to his office, to the office of the MD. Oga, I will just say it like that. I will say it firmly, introducing some jokes into it and explaining my own point of view. So thereafter, we had a good relationship, working relationship. Later, the structure of the organization changed. It was moved to another part of the business, out of Elisha. I was reporting to a white man. Now, and they now said, I, 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 there was a friend that used to tell me a lot of negative things about this boss. But my usual character, in fact, a lot of people know me, know me concerning that in Buries. When they are gossiping or they are saying this person, even ordinary adultery gossip, they will say somebody is befriending somebody. Are you sure about it? So, some people will say, she only bat in Bari, one lori bed, can to believe. I will say, well, I don't, there are some information that when I hear, I just hear. I don't use it to react. I don't, I don't work with that. I don't put it at the back of my mind. I, I will, I will have it, let me say I will have it at the back of my mind, but I don't use it to react. In fact, it was God that did not allow that relationship with that my former boss to scatter. But I was I was still relating to him if because he, he still works for the organization but the head office. I'll still relate to him, call him politely if I have anything to discuss with him, joke with him if need be, and things like that. Just last year the structure changed again and it became my direct boss. One of the jokes that I, I mentioned on the telephone to him, I said, ah, <laughs> you know, I didn't tell him what I was hearing. I, didn't, I said, Allah, your meeting, meeting, misbehave. I just said it like that. Let us realize that today, we know. You don't know tomorrow. And change is one thing that is constant. I'm talking about my boss. There are, we've seen cases that people have maltreated their subordinates. 
and the subordinate now becomes their boss. It is, I've seen it. There are current cases in, in, in the organization. So, don't allow what somebody is saying about another person to, to cloud your judgment. Because I've seen that, in fact, there was a gossip. Let me co- open discussion. We were talking about, I, I, I was going on a corridor and I met some people talking about pension administrators, pension fund PFAs. You know, for anybody that is working in an organized sector, you will be interested. Because when you retire, you are expected, if you, are, if you belong to a PFA, you are expected to collect something. They've been deducting your money. So they were discussing. I just had them mention, oh, they were saying uh, PFA, they were good and things like that. And I said, what about, I mentioned the PFA I was, I, I am with. Uh, they said, that one is not good. Though. They don't do this. They don't do that. I just went to another person's office that we are in the same PFA organization together. I asked that person, what have you heard about, is it true what they said? That person said, my yoga. That person I was talking to, I was, I, I, I'm a senior to her in hierarchy. He said, Ogami, me, Rube. And immediately in our office, we called one of the PFA, uh, the, one of the ofi- officials of the PFA. And I asked, how long did it take you to settle so-so-so person that have left the organization and I know that they are collecting their money? The officer mentioned the time. I asked another question. He answered. I don't know for what reason the person that made the comment that that PFA was not good. And if I did not follow up or some other people, that is how a lot of people will go with negative impression. And a lot of things are happening around us in our businesses, in our organization, if you, you, you interact with a lot of people, you will know that if you hear a particular comment and you don't follow up, you don't take time to find out exactly what is what, you'll just be hearing things that are not true and you'll be working on, on, on those information. So let us avoid gossip. Even if you hear a particular gossip, find out what is true and what is not true. So that you won't base your judgment or your relationships on something that is false. Praise the Lord. And also, I want us to remember that people are not perfect. As a Christian, we should all be striving towards perfection. But what about people that are not even Christians? We should, we should be tolerant. In fact, 
You know, I mentioned earlier on, professionally, in organizations, you are expected to be able to accommodate the strategy of diversity. In, 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 in the organization currently in international bureaus, the policies that we are working with or the principles that we are working with, diversity is one of them. Because people can be very diverse in their opinion. That does not mean you should castigate people because their opinion differs from your own. You should be able to tolerate other people's opinion. I'm not saying tolerate what is bad. No. You should be able to sit down and listen to what other people have to say or look at the way they are behaving and accept it. I'm not saying as a Christian that you should accept a Muslim. You know, accept them for what they are. One of the things causing religious crises and unrest is intolerance of a particular religion against Christians. That should not be. You know, we should be able to tolerate one another, whether we like it or not. It is God that created them. In fact, when you, when you, if you want to complain, there was, there was this day we were talking about Muslims, this uh, jihadism and whatever they are, they are doing. And my husband just reminded me that Shebi is the Bible that said the hand of Ishmaelites will always be against the brothers. So, accept them as they are. As a Christian, you should preach by your character. If you have opportunity to open your mouth and preach the gospel, please do so. But don't say, ah, any me You know, some people, they are Christians, born against Christians, spirit filled, and they have Muslim as friends. You, you, you work with anybody. In fact, this current organization, this current management that we have in international bureaus is a global company. It's the number one brewer in the world. You can work with Chinese. You can work with black man. If there is green man, that you have to work with. You can't say, ah, ah, me, I can't tolerate their, their ways. I can't do this. You should just know people for who they are and find a way to manage them. In conclusion, it is not about practical alone. Pray always and ask for favor. You need divine favor in relationships. You should pray for your relationships every time in church. We are, even when relationships are going bad, 
you pray about it. It is God that can restore. Remember that whatever you sow today, you will reap it in future. Whether tomorrow, whether 20 years. Quickly, I will give you an example. In the area of helping. When I was doing my MBA, there was a particular person that came to me. He had challenges. It's not as if we were close friends. We just relate together and things like that. He had challenges with his courses, two courses. And the minimum, he was getting short of the minimum marks, average, for obtaining um, a graduating pass in MBA class. So he just said, I should follow him to to two lecturers to go and talk to those lecturers appeal to them and I went innocently we appealed to them the challenges he had was because of his job he was combining job, business and the coursework, the MBA program so he, he, he had uh, he needed two, two, two marks in some courses and we went and to the glory of God the lecturers honored the request because they looked at his attendance and other things. Today, that person is a professor. Five years, about six years ago or thereabouts, when, of my, when one of my daughters needed admission, I just called him. Hey, hey, Dr. Lagbajatale Monibeye, ni skuyi. And we just arranged a meeting. He followed me. And we went to that organization. Because he helped me. A bit because I helped him. Kinimute washi. You know some things that are little, that are small, that you do. You don't know how it's going to count. The weight is going to carry in the heart of that person that you did it for. And you don't know where that person you are helping today, that you feel that you are better off than that person today. You don't know where that person will be in future. Praise the Lord. When you help somebody today, you are helping yourself for tomorrow. That is what my pastor tells me. Thank you. God bless you. that she